Welcome to another Bush and Ritchie Daily Takeaway. With the fact that takeaway is in the title of our podcast, I think it is on us uh, to reflect food a little bit more. Yes. There's probably some people that have stumbled across this podcast thinking it's actually about takeaways. Well, massively disappointed for them. <laughs> yeah, they just get this instead. This stuff. Um I ate something last night um, that I know you have shared with me once before that is just fantastic, and that is loaded fries at oh. the uh, Emirates Stadium. I just love love it. Love it. We need to talk about loaded fries and this concept that I think needs to be explored more often. All you're getting is a punnet of fries, which is good at uh, any shape or form. Yeah. And then on it, 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 it's loaded up with cheese and pulled pork. That, isn't that just fantastic that you can just get a dish that is so sought after where you're just lumping another dish on top of something? I think cheese on top of anything makes things better. Yes, doesn't agreed. it? So, like, it started off with cheesy chips. Yes. Back in the day, yeah. although it was very fancy and I, my eyes will water if I was to find out how much you paid for uh, loaded fries at <laughs> the Emirates Stadium. Immaterial. Just, just get just a ballpark figure. Just what ballpark figures? I tell you what. All right, I won't reply to anything other than with my eyebrows. All right, and you can fire figures at me. So eyebrows down means lower. Eyebrows up means higher. Maybe yes. Okay, eight pounds, ten pounds, higher. T- Eleven pounds, twelve pounds, thirteen pounds. It's gone. Twelve pound fifty. Uh. Uh-uh. Twelve pounds. No, oh. thirteen pounds. You were there already. <laughs> what? What does that eyebrow move mean? Well, you were... slightly. Just would. Just keep going. Oh right. Okay. Thirteen pound ten. No, well, a bit more. Thirteen pound ninety nine. Wow. So fourteen quid. Well, no, thirteen ninety nine. Well, I mean, that's what that eyebrow was for. It was the ninety nine. Well, cheesy chips have come a long way, haven't they? <laughs> there's, there's, there's pulled pork on there as well. This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. Good to have you company. There's a lot going on in the world at the moment, as you'd be aware. Conflict in Eastern Europe, conflict in the Middle East, tension at home. But what's everyone obsessed with at the moment? The fact that Nestle are apparently discontinuing the Caramac. Uh, Here's the statement from Nestle. We are very sorry to disappoint fans of Caramac. There's been a steady decline in its sales over the past few years, and unfortunately, we had to make the difficult decision to discontinue it. Uh, and we're hearing that multi-packs of Caramac uh, will be available till the end of the year. Uh, Nick has tweeted the show to say that apparently on Amazon at the moment, a multi-pack of Caramac is about 100 quid. Wow. So it's like people panic buying and driving up the prices, etc. But I was thinking, listening to the story a bit earlier on today and reading about it, and just thinking to myself, why does it have to be the Caramac? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's never really done anything to harm anyone. It's fairly innocuous chocolate. It kind of minds its own business. I'd say the Caramac is kind of the James Milner of the chocolate <laughs> world. Kind of industrious, not really kind of flashy, but just kind of, it's just always there, isn't it? Uh, and it just kind of gets on with it. But I was thinking, right, imagine, though, if you could kind of negotiate a trade-off with Nestle for them to get rid of a different chocolate instead. Yeah. So if you could put forward one other chocolate bar to, to be discontinued instead of the Caramac, what would it be? And I was thinking to myself, why not get rid of the Twix? The Twix? No one's eating Twix these days. I would have a Twix. Would you go to the shop and get a Twix? Yes, I would buy their standard Twix. I would buy their sorted caramel Twix. Oh, they got involved in that, Yeah, I, I'd even buy their, their, their white chocolate Twix as I, well. It's I, a little bit sweet. I'd say that the Twix is in the same ballpark as Finger of Fudge. Its days are numbered. No, you can nibble the toffee off the top and then chomp through the biscuit. It's lovely. I'm not a fan. If, if, if you could put something else in the way uh, as like a little contra and get rid of that instead of caramel, what would you, what would you put forward? It's 
this is an easy choice. I would have any bar rammed down my throat, but the only thing that I would struggle with would be a bounty. I knew you were going to say bounty. I hate I bounties. I knew it. Hate is bounties. it a coconut thing? It is a coconut thing. But it's so, bounties are lovely. I, I, I agree about dark chocolate bounty. That's something to do with Satan. <laughs> But the milk chocolate one's really nice. No, 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 no. Every Christmas, there's always the stories about how they're always being left out of the celebrations tin or whatever one it is that has the bounty in. Yeah, so if we were negotiating with Nestle in like a, uh, a like a disused um, urban warehouse, mm-hmm. you'd push bounty into I the middle and say, take them. I would push bounty, say, take that and give us your caramel. I'd say, no, 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 leave bounty pushing Twix in there, saying, get get rid of him, he doesn't do anything. I'm then going back in and rescuing Twix out, so it's I out said, well, of the debate. This is my negotiation, so... <laughs> bit, bit complicated. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. There was another new molehill in the garden overnight, and we have a mole expert on the show to deal with it after five. And... As he says they're expert, all that stuff, that crazy stuff that you lot were coming out with yesterday about yeah. how you get rid of moles, yeah. we're going to find out whether it's true or not. Yeah, we will. Once and for all, someone's going to get shown up. Uh, Nestle discontinuing the Caramac. A lot of people talking about it. We're just giving this kind of contra situation here. Imagine there might be hope for the Caramac. If you could put forward one other chocolate bar to be discontinued instead in its place, what would it be? You just said you get rid of the bounty. Straight in there, yeah. Uh, Phil says, I love a bounty. But in the Christmas boxes, I leave them alone and eat all the others first, mainly because I know once my family have eaten the rest, I have the collection of coconut goodness all to myself and also have my fair share of the others as well. Now, that's actually quite clever mm. and tactical from Phil. I see what he's doing there. Uh, Alison is in Bolton and wants to put forward the Cadbury's cream egg, which she describes as itchy teeth, sweet <laughs> chocolate. Um, all I would say is I don't think that's very fair. Uh, Considering the Cadbury's cream egg it already disappears from our lives for eight months of the year, you can't get rid of that. It's a seasonal con- confectionery good, isn't it? I love oh. a Cadbury's cream egg. Imagine a world without Cadbury's cream eggs. I can't. Uh, Spider on Twitter says, get rid of the curly whirlies. They're not still around, are they? They are still around. The curly whirlies. Somewhat smaller than they once were, but yes, they are still around. I haven't seen a curly whirly in ages. I'll buy you one tomorrow. Uh, what about this one? Simon B says, get rid of the fudge. Who the hell buys those? It's a good point. Uh, we've got Sarah on the line. Which uh, chocolate bar are you getting rid of instead of Caramac then, Sarah? I am negotiating to get rid of the picnic bar. Absolutely pointless. And I can't bring myself to eat one. Tell us why you dislike the picnic bar. What what, 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 what conjures in your mind when you think picnic bar? If someone's never seen one, what's it look like? Yeah. Well, um, I'd like um, people to familiarise themselves with something called the Bristol stool chart. <laughs> which is, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Uh, well, it is. It is exactly how you think it is. Well, I mean, um, I spent about ten, fifteen years in Bristol. What are we? Fa- are they famous for the no a chart like that? The, the, there is the Bristol stool chart. If you've got um, dodgy guts, yeah, it's basically a chart of nine types of stool that is the official ranking of types of stool, and it's what? called the Bristol stool Terrible chart. Terrible booklet. Isn't Isn't Bar Kingdom Brunel did the suspension bridge and that was it? Is that was we're famous for over there. <laughs> Oh, if only it was that, that coast. <laughs> well, so you're saying that the picnic looks like something off of that book of horrors? Uh, essentially, yes. I'm a dear Caramac lover. I can't believe they're going to they're gonna close the doors on the Caramac. 
bring it back. I said Twix earlier on. My friend Ruth has texted me to say, you're dead to me. This is why I can't listen to your show. Thank you very um, much, Ruth. I'm standing by Ruth. Well, there you go. Well, you, if you love Ruth so much, why don't you marry her? <laughs> that came out weird. Mark in West says, controversial, I know, but I'm sta- I'm saying dump the Mars bar. What? A juggernaut in, it, a juggernaut in its 70s and 80s heyday, but it's like Phil Collins or orchestral manoeuvres in the dark. If it's time, it's had its time and no one's really interested no, anymore. No, 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 no. It's also a great ice cream as well. It, it is a good ice cream. Yeah. I, we can't be throwing the Mars away. 8, 12, 15 for your comments on that. Uh, right now at absoluteradio.co.uk, you can win a £2,000 voucher to spend at Curry's. They've got a huge range of Black Friday deals uh, to shout about uh, with tablets, TVs, headphones, laptops, household appliances. Head to our website now to win with the Curry's Black Friday event. This is the Daily Takeaway. Uh, very lively uh, on the text and the phones this evening. In fact, uh, call coming in right now. Who's this? Yeah, hello, it's John. Hello, John. How can we help you? I'm just, the... right, you... I'm just ringing oh. up about the Caramac thing. Oh, yeah. Now, I used to work in the confectionery industry many, many years ago. Mm. And, I, and I can tell you, Caramac is not chocolate bar. It's not a chocolate bar. Oh, what is it? It's made of sugar. I still like it, though. I still like the sound of it. What, the pure uh, sugar? Yes. Well, obviously, you know, to make the colouring and all that, I'll put a few different things in. But years and years ago, I was a buyer for a very large retail company, which you will have heard of. Uh, I'm recently retired, and they used to... The basic margins for the retailers was 27% for sugar products and 23% for chocolate products. Mm -hmm. And Caramac was 27%. So Bush and Richard Richard keep saying it's a chocolate bar, but it isn't. Well, um, I know that Bush and Richie watch um, uh, the Bake Off. Well, I know Richie definitely does. I think Richie watches it, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, He's always going on about it, isn't he? Oh. He, do- he does a lot. But um, I know when he watches it that they they do caramelise stuff on there a lot, and that caramel is basically sugar. So that, I heard that him say that, Richie lends, say that. lends itself to what you're saying there. OK, so I know. I mean, I'm just bringing it up just to put, put the lads right. Good well, show, go- but... Uh, Keep up the good work, but it's not a chocolate product. We will pass that on to Bush and Richie. Any other messages for them when we uh, see them? Uh, only um, <laughs> try, try and play a little bit of prog rock every now and then. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll um, tell Bush. And I'll pass and, it on to Richie. And, and tell the powers that be, stop playing T-Rex all the time because they're... they're they were not a rock band, they were a pop band, but there you go. I'm not, I'm not here. It's kind of the Caramac <laughs> thing all over again. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 27% margin. I'm not margin. here to mow. <laughs> thank you, John. Okay, thank you. Cheers, Bye-bye. John. Cheers. Say bad about John. We didn't really clarify at the end, did we? Though? At all. We didn't. <laughs> no, I feel he's such a legend, such a nice guy. Well, I'm hearing from our producer that we, we can get him back on the line. Oh, that, that'll be good. Hello? Hello? John, it's Bush and Richie. Oh, hello. You do know that was us you were talking to, don't you? No, I didn't realise. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're a I pair of... No, we're a pair of idiots, John, and the moment that we suddenly realised that you didn't realise it was us, we were just like two children, but um, you're a legend, so thank you so much. <laughs> I thought I was talking to one of the assistants, you know. <laughs> it's that lack of gravitas that we have, that's yeah. what comes across. <laughs> we, 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 we lack assistance, um, John, so, no, thank you for being a good sport. That's a no problem at all, but, it, but it's definitely sugar product, it's not chocolate. Oh, yeah, don't get back down there again. I'll tell you what, though, we will pass on your strong views on prog rock. Yeah. We'll tell that right to the <laughs> yeah, top. Yeah, that, that we will pass on, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> OK, thank you very much, lads. Final little text on this thing. It says, guys, I find it astonishing that the Caramac will be gone, but Fry's Turkish Delight and the Star Bar still survive. <laughs> 8 12, 15 for any other comments. The Daily Takeaway. Daily so we've gone to the experts about the problems with the moulds in my back garden. You might have seen this gentleman. Uh, if you've seen iPlayers, uh, One Zoo Three uh, runs uh, Paradise Wildlife Park with his brothers. Uh, it's Aaron. Good to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. How are you guys doing? Uh, well, we're good. good. Um, um, we appreciate it. I, I personally could appreciate it very much if uh, if you're able to give us some wildlife intel on moles. Well, I can certainly try my hardest. Um, so what exactly are you looking to know? I want to know uh, what I need to know about the species of animal that is the mole because at the moment it is ruining my lawn. I'm just up the road from you guys in Ware in Hertfordshire. So uh, um, it's it's similar soil. Uh, <laughs> and um, if I could find out specifically some of the things about the species, then I'm kind of thinking in a, a humane way... Oh, you're trying to make it look like you're befriending them. Is that what it is, Richie? In a humane way, I can evict it from the garden if I know a little bit about what the mole likes because if then I can do some stuff that might make it think this garden's not for me anymore then it'll move on yeah of course well I mean there are varying different methods that you can use I mean um, the easiest one if you do see molehills um, if you have almost like a bit of cold garlic broth then what you can do is you can very carefully dig up the molehills and just literally pour a little bit of the garlic broth down those aisles and that will um effectively give off a scent that they won't like and, and drive them away. However, you do have to be careful as to how much you put down so that you don't obviously fill the tunnels and, you know, cause any harm. No. A, a, an easier one is to plant things like uh, marigolds, uh, alliums and daffodils just because they're non-toxic alternatives and effectively they are designed so that, um, you know, they give off a particular fragrance wow. that basically causes the moles to leave your yard. So well, that's I mean, a really good one. So a lot of the, 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 the advice we had in on the show yesterday was almost like witchcraft type thing where people were talking about like mandrake and different type of herbs and stuff. I mean, there was someone suggesting that uh, Richie plant little tiny windmills in the soil to get rid of the moles. What do you think about that? Uh, I personally haven't heard that one. <laughs> right. Um, Knew it. <laughs> um... But, I, you know, uh, it, it's nice that people are giving you options, I guess. I mean, um, there are, I mean, if you're looking for more of a device, then there is an easy, non-invasive, um, almost like a, a solar-powered mole repeller that you can actually buy off the internet. And they effectively, if you put them in the garden, they emit a low-frequency vibration that's aimed to mimic the sound created by other animals digging through your yard. So moles will look at it as a competing mole or a predator. And again, because they're a solitary animal, they don't want to be around other animals. So that will also encourage them to move away. Um, And like I said, that one's a really easy one. You can just get it off Amazon, for example. Um, Another really easy option is to actually water your garden a little less, um, just because uh, the kind of the, the moisture is what effectively attracts their food the most. So, um, obviously, if there's less food for them in your garden, the the less chance you have of them coming into your garden. You have to example. napalm your own uh, lawn, <laughs> just, own lawn just to yeah. save it. So, the daffodils and the garlic broth and uh, the, the sonar, they, they all sound very humane and good. I like the sound of that. Maybe you could quash one other thing that came in yesterday. Uh, some people were suggesting I went and urinated my own garden. Is that is that is that a falsehood? Um, 
Uh, again, I, I haven't personally heard that one. <laughs> I, uh, I think a, a lot yesterday. of people were trying to have me on yesterday. Uh, do, do you have moles? Do, do you have moles at the uh, the Paradise Wildlife Park? Would you? Would you? Have you got room for like another maybe animal there? I mean, if we managed to, to get this mole, we, you guys could have it, right? <laughs> so we don't we don't actually have moles at the zoo. What we would oh. do if if someone came to us with a mole that had been. Um, you know, uh, collected and moved from someone's garden, we would just find a nice space in the countryside that surrounds the zoo to to relocate that animal. Okay. We do it with loads of native species anyway. Um, we actually help uh, local hedgehog hospitals um, by utilising the land that we own around the zoo as hedgehog re-release sites, for example. So uh, we've got bird boxes. We do loads for, for native species generally. And, of course, being the zoo that we are, we obviously do a lot for the more exotic animals that we don't necessarily get in the UK as well. You haven't even mentioned the dinosaurs. I reckon I could walk round that dinosaur trail probably blindfolded. <laughs> I've been round so many times. Oh, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. I mean, you know, it's amazing the impact that that dinosaur um, area has had on the park, really. Uh, without that, I mean, hopefully if you've been coming for the last few years, you would have seen that we've been consistently progressing. Uh, and next year we're big, making the biggest change ever because we're not going to be called Paradise Wildlife Park from next year. We're actually completely rebranding. It's going to be called Hertfordshire Zoo from next year. Oh, um, very formal. It's 40 years since my granddad bought the zoo next year. So, um, so it's in the family? It's, uh, yeah, yeah, complete family charity. So uh, my brothers and I, we're the third generation of our family involved now. Um, so, which is something that we're really proud of. And uh, on top of what we do at the zoos, we've also got our two TV shows as well on the BBC iPlayer. One's called One Zoo Three, which follows the work my brothers uh, Ty Cam and I do at the zoo. What we do at our sister park, the Big Cat Sanctuary in Kent. What we do conservationally, and then also what we do with other zoos around the world. I mean, you guys are expanding. You've got great ideas there. Just, just two words, and you don't have to say anything now. But it, it is something for the future. Mole world. <laughs> uh, you know what? You could always create a pretty fascinating habitat where people could actually see moles moving through tunnels, so you never yes! know. Well, Richie's garden, for one, <laughs> could pay for entrance. You know? <laughs> yeah, you never know, you never know. Aaron, thank you so much for um, coming on and uh, giving, giving up your time and your expertise. And if, if I take one thing away, and that, that means I don't have to urinate in my garden, then I'll take that. <laughs> no, honestly, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, obviously, if you're ever uh, near the zoo, by all means, please stop in, OK? I will be. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. We are doing Find a Word for, trying to fill in the gaps and the blanks in the English language. We're after a word for that kind of person who you let in when you're driving around, and then they proceed to let everybody else in the world in front of them. What are they called? Well, Carl is in Sutton Coldfield, currently on the M1, and says they're a bag of cats. <laughs> first... <laughs> First you let the cat first you let the cat out of the bag and then that dirty stinking cat lets all the other cats out. You see people getting quite hit up about this. Uh, someone's text to say Q tax. You let you get let in then you have to be seen to pay your Q tax back. <laughs> I don't know what it means but I like it. Uh, Joe, what do you call these people? Um so I I call them pilchards because um because <laughs> they're trying to squeeze more in. Oh, that's genius. I just thought you were going down the kind of only fools and horses, oh, yeah, pilchard type angle, but you've actually got the, the, the kind of uh, physics behind it. <laughs> Joe? It, it sounds good when you say it, you know, when it's a bit of road rage, and you say, oh, you pilchard, you know, it's kind of, um, you know. You could say it in front of the kids, couldn't you? You could, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't even know, but Joe, you sound like such a lovely person, I can't imagine you having road rage. Oh, well, I, I do try to contain it, you know, so... Uh... <laughs> 
Let's roll down the window, give it a bit of pilchards and drive off. <laughs> you pilchard, you. So the scenario is this. That kind of person who you let in when you're driving around and then they then proceed to let in loads of other people. We've had some great stuff inside. A lot of people defending them. Helen from Winchmore Hill has just texted now to say they're knights of the road. I don't think they are, Helen. That's not the vibe that we're looking for with this particular ruling. Not if you've seen one tonight on your way home. We're, we're in agreement, I think. I don't think we've seen anything better than Josh's Lazy Bouncer. Lazy Bouncer is fantastic. It's playful, it's funny, it's got a kind of lyrical element to it. It's Pilchards is pretty good from earlier on Pilchards well. is good as well, yeah. But I think that has to go into the Collins Gem English Dictionary. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, so there's been an ongoing saga in my back garden and it's uh, I bet there is. It's, it's moved on to the show uh, this week. Uh, Saturday, just gone. Mole hills uh, appeared in my treasured, beloved back lawn uh, and there's been fresh ones every day, every day since. Uh, earlier on, we spoke to Aaron, uh, who is uh, an expert at the Paradise Wildlife Park uh, in Hertfordshire. You might have seen him on One Zoo 3 on iPlayer, who gave us a little bit of, well, background knowledge about moles that we didn't know of, uh, and also some tips of how to get rid of them from the garden. He didn't want the mole, though, did he? We tried to offer him the mole, <laughs> he wouldn't take it. Weren't interested in rehoming the mole when it's evicted from my place. Can I say as well, though, I feel like you were catfishing, Aaron, a little bit. What do you mean? You were, you were dressing yourself up as like a, uh, a David Bellamy type character that just wanted to befriend the mole. Because <laughs> that mole, let's be honest, is ruining your flipping garden. You can't stand the thing. The mole, I, I hate it. I've used the choicest of words that would lose my job at five past seven in the bedroom as I look out the uh, curtains every morning yeah. at the moment. Um, but no, no, I wasn't catfishing him. I do want to evict it humanely. Okay, lovely. All right? So, you know, that, that is the extent of my friendship. Well, he gave you some, this, we, not just him, but the listeners yesterday as well, even though it was slightly mad advice, you've had a lot of stuff uh, at your doorstep here as to what you can do. So have you got a plan of action? I have got a plan of action, yes. Um, he suggested the garlic broth. That's so weird, but yeah. All right, CAD file. So pipetting garlic broth down the molehills because they won't like the smell of it. Uh, and also the daffodils. I, I think I'm going to go for the daffodils, to really? be honest. Well, yeah, because... If all it is is me planting flowers in my garden that are going to make the garden look nicer uh, and the moles won't like the smell and the scent of the daffodil bulbs and that will rid them, everyone wins. And a bit aesthetically for your um, garden, though, I don't like daffodils. You like daffodils? They always remind me of graves. They're a bit who gravy. Do, who doesn't like daffodils? I, I think they look a bit... Um, oh. Bad spot where something bad's happened. Nobody, nobody goes and leaves a wreath of daffodils on a grave. <laughs> what are you on about, man? Daffodils for me are are trees next to a roads where bad stuff's happened. No. <laughs> Anyone else feel like that honestly, about daffodils? Honestly, sometimes I despair. Daffodils and garlic broth is the way forward. There will be no urination. Uh, we love it when you email us hometime at absolutelyradio.co.uk. Uh, we get even more excited when their emails are from abroad. Mm. Uh, this has come in from France, Lower Normandy, uh, from somebody called Euro Johnny. Oh yeah, and it's about your mole thing. Oh right, which is interesting. Uh, he says Euro Johnny says loving the wildlife show. That's us. That's what it's become. He says, you're very lucky to have just a handful of molehills. Currently, I'm the owner of 76 molehills. Oh, I can't imagine that. Most of which are mole mountains. The moles drive me mad sometimes, but they're just doing their own thing, trying to live peacefully. I know they're not targeting me personally, so I leave them be. It's the tunnels that they create that are the real issue. Best to you and your moles, says Euro Johnny. Uh, well, he can peacefully live with them if he wants, but I want to peacefully live with my lawn. 
Well, I'd love the idea that some, if this doesn't work for you, you could be dealing with 76 molehills. <laughs> Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there you go, there's the show. I hope um, the amount of money that Richie has completely splashed on <laughs> loaded fries <laughs> hasn't that... ruined the entertainment for you. <laughs> no, I, do you know what? It's a very unrichie fur thing to do. <laughs> it, it, yeah, not, well, foods... Um... Oh, yeah, your food does def- short-circuit your normal kind Tightness. of... Tightness. I wasn't going to use that word, but... <laughs> Um, I'm loading up my online banking to see what I actually... So you were saying at the very start, in case you missed it, you were saying £13.99 for a portion of chips with cheese and um, lardons on yeah. it. Yeah, uh, pulled pork. Pulled pork. It's not coming up on my online banking, maybe. Did I dream it? We well, put a photo of it in the group, so it yeah. definitely happened in our little WhatsApp group. Maybe, they, maybe Arsenal just said, have it on us. Hey Siri, how much I pulled it... <laughs> Paul did pork. Paul did pork scissors. How much is pulled pork at the Emirates? But oh, right, I've got prices. <laughs> we go. Sorry about this, everyone. That's good. It's worth knowing. Food and beverage at the Emirates Stadium. Uh, pulled pork is not coming up. I think Maybe I, last night just didn't what? exist. <laughs> I dreamt it. Parallel universe. <laughs>